Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Eaton. Okay, uh, I need to preface it this episode just a little bit before you guys get into it. Um, we've been trying to get Chris Maori on for eh, a couple months now. Unfortunately, the man's a very busy writer, and he does a lot of stuff at IDW. And lives in San Diego, and Jessica and I are out here in uh, the greater Los Angeles area. So it's, you know, not exactly you know, a close uh, drive for either of us, and schedules are what they are. So, we were at WonderCon Anaheim a few weeks back, and Maori was there, you know, signing for Godzilla. So, he had a, uh, a, a few hours free, and he graciously um, gave us some of that time to sit down and, you know, chat about Godzilla and Rulers of Earth, and a lot of interesting stuff that goes into uh, putting this comic together. Uh, we literally did this from the floor of the show at the IDW booth. Like, we were sitting pretty much where they do a lot of the autographs. So, um, <clears throat> bear with us on the audio for this episode, because I, I, I thought we were, we, were, we were, you know, the mic was pretty good at picking up our voices, and it is for the most part, but there is unfortunately a lot of background noise, because it is a very popular show. It's liter- it is literally mini Comic-Con. It's... Uh, San Diego Comic-Con second show that they put on. It's a smaller version of it. So, ton of people, ton of, uh, of uh, people in the background. You're going to probably hear a couple of people talk real loud at some points. Uh, we had a um, cosplay gathering uh, for a photo shoot literally formed in front of our, uh, of our table as we were recording. So, you're going to hear some of that. Uh, the audio is as clean as I could get it. So, please bear with us on this episode. Um, and uh, not only that, we, we will have Chris back on. Uh, he's he's agreed to come back on in in the future, probably towards around the end of uh, Rulers of Earth. So we'll get a much cleaner, far more in depth uh, episode than you know what we've got here. But it's still it's still there's still a lot of good stuff. So uh, we're gonna set the stage. WonderCon Anaheim 2015 at the IDW booth. Jessica and I have just sat down at the table with the great Chris Mowry. So please enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here live. Our first, actually, yeah, first live on the floor podcast. We're at WonderCon 2015 here in lovely Anaheim, California, my hometown. And finally, we got this gentleman to sit down with us out of his busy schedule. We're going to wrap a little bit about some Godzilla rulers of Earth and what's to come. So, sir, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, hello, my name is Chris Mowry. I'm the writer of Godzilla rulers of Earth for IDW Publishing. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah. There you go. That's me. <laughs> All right. So, in a nutshell. So, for, okay. So, you have the distinction of writing the longest-running Godzilla series now. Yes. How's that feel? Yes. Uh, as soon as I finish issue 25, it'll be the longest-running. I'm doing some rewrites on it right now. Um, kind of wrote a first draft. Wasn't really happy with a lot of the some of the pacing and stuff. There's a lot of stuff that people have been following. You know, we have to kind of crunch in at the at the last couple issues, but everything's gonna make sense. Um, but I really want this one to. Uh, really want to stick the landing with this, you know, I want it to go out on a high note, go out, give everybody something really good to, you know, something to feel really good about, you know, feel like they, you know, their, their support through 25 issues has meant something, and... Well, it says something, because you guys were originally only scheduled for 12 issues, weren't you? Actually, yeah, I mean, we, I, I, when we pitched the book, it was 12 issues, and then somewhere around, like, issue three was written, and there was a there's a meeting at IDW, and, and the editor heard somebody said something like, "What's this? What's this issue number six that's solicited right here?" Like, this, this book's ending at five. Yeah, and we're, and we're like, "What? Wait, no, this has always been like a twelve issue series." So we uh, 
kind of had to go back and like retweak some things, like move some stuff around with the issues, and yeah, eventually they were like, all right, well you guys can go to eight, but then that's it. We're like, all right, so we moved everything to eight issues and like kind of a big wrap up thing. And the way comics work are, you have to solicit things like months in advance. So we solicited a cover with with Violante uh, on it, all the monsters. That original ending was going to be Violante in a destroy all monsters sort of situation against all the monsters that we had so far. Which actually well, makes much more sense in Gator in many ways. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it was going to be like Monster Island was basically the title of that issue was called uh, issue number eight was called Monster Island, and it was going to be all the monsters that we had so far are basically taken to this island where it was a giant living creature basically. Kind of like your own Krakoa. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And. Uh, then people bought the book, and numbers were looking good, so they said, okay, you can go to 12. It's like, oh, well, okay, well, we had a big ending, then we got to move forward and try to do, like, a different ending now, and hopefully that bigger ending. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see a surge in your, um, I guess, how many people have purchased the series after the 2014 Legendary Godzilla movie come out? There was a lot of, uh, it wasn't a tremendous surge. There was definitely a, a measurable surge. Um, measurable being the key? Yeah, the measurable key. being enough to warrant things to continue or get expanded, as I'll, I'll get into in just a second. Um, but there was a pickup as far as people, I think like issue six and seven, sort of like really helped people go, wow, you know, we really like the series, we want to get more of it, more of it. Because once the movie went away, like sales stayed pretty steady. Um, but because of the movie, because of that interest, after issue 12, they're like, okay, we guys can go to issue 16 at least. It's like, okay, so back to the drawing board. You got to, you know, here's some ideas that we didn't get done in those 12 issues. So let's have like a little mini arc with, you know, like Matt Frank, Jeff and I, Jeff Sorno and I, we're all big fans of like the show and Mecha Godzilla. So we really wanted something with that to, to happen again. So we came up with a new arc for that. Um, and then they just sort of said, okay, you can go to 20 issues. All right, and then finally, before things got too in depth, they said, "Okay, you guys can go to 25, and that's it. Then we're gonna we're gonna end the book." But so. Why is it, it just? It seems weird that there's just like this weird uncertainty. It's like, okay, you can go just, and then, I mean, why? You know, it was it matter just you guys are always gonna keep it in a limited series, or is that? I mean, I, I mean we have it, no idea really. really. Like, like it was pitched as a 12 issue series because we were told. You know, okay, you start this as like the, this is the next ongoing. Ongoing yeah. for us is at least like 12 issues. So like a year run, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And so we approached it that way. It was, here's a 12 issue pitch, here's stuff broken down into these issues. And once we got that, it's got to go to five issues. It's like, wait, why? Like, so we switched some stuff around. And before, like, issue four was written at least, like, we got the approval for eight. But it was already, no, 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 we didn't actually. Issue five was already written, and then we got the approval for eight. Because issue five was already solicited, so we had to do something with with Varan and Rodan, and mm -hmm. yeah, we, we, uh, the Gargantuas are in there, but we wanted to like really keep those secret, sort of like a little treat as you turn the page. You're like, oh, awesome, Gyra's there. That's awesome. Um, so those were those were done, and they said go to eight. Um, but it's been like it's been quite hellish as far as like pacing goes, and just to try to do anything because we had. Like well, it seems like you're trying to lay track as the train is rolling. Exactly. And we've had plans to do stuff. And it was originally going to start as a completely different series. It's going to be like one sort of woods and the military side of things. The next issue is going to be like Lucy, more like science, sort of like a Scooby-Doo kind of mystery kind of thing with a monster. And Godzilla was just going to sort of weave throughout this whole thing. And then once we got 
these approvals to go forward and only up to this issue, blah, blah, blah. It was like, okay, well, let's just try to make a story out of it and, you know, do whatever we can. And so I was going through and, and really trying to take things that we've done before and, and weave those things together and, and make just something comprehensible about it, I guess, you know. Um, how did you and Matt become part of Realist of Earth? Was it something that you guys had to seek out, or did they approach you? Did you have to pitch them? Also, did you guys know each other before the series? Because whenever you talk about Godzilla comics, they're like, oh yeah, Chris and Matt. Right. It's like they talk about like Batman and Robin. Yeah, or like, is that for playing? Sorry, I'm, not, I'm talk, trying to insinuate yeah. no, one no, of no. them is the sidekick. I'm, I mean, they're on evil. Batman and Superman. I'll just yeah, use that. Exactly. But, but they seem to know your names together. Yeah, as, so, as, I, as I proclaimed that, that um, Chris and Matt are currently the, the Snyder and Capullo of Godzilla. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> um, well, when I started at IDW, probably about a week after then, I'll be going on nine years in August, wow. too. Um, after I started, like a week after that, I was like, hey, you guys looking for licenses? You should go after the Godzilla thing. <laughs> they finally went after it, and I said, well, you got to go get the rights to the other monsters, so they did that. Um, and in that time, Matt kept sending in stuff. Matt was doing some stuff for like our Beast Wars source book that we were doing. He was doing some work with IDW. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but he was sending in his artwork for it. And Chris Ryle, our editor-in-chief, and I, you know, we basically were looking at it. We're like, yeah, this is really good, but we don't have a license yet. So then as soon as we got the license, it was sort of like, okay... We don't know if we can trust Matt, so don't say that we got the license yet to him. You know, but knowing that he was going to be involved yeah. at some at some point, his artwork's just too good to not do that. Um, so we just didn't want fans to get word that you know we got the license before we announced it at New York Comic Con and things like that. So when we finally did that, Matt did some covers for Kingdom of Monsters. I lettered everything. I was I'm the creative consultant there for for the Godzilla books, basically. There's a question to be asked. It's your department. You're like, I mean, I'm not the editor, but yeah, I, I do like to have a little bit of feeling like I have some say in it, of course. Um, but like Bobby Kernow's our editor, Carlos Guzman before, well, you know, it was before Bobby. So uh, what happened was they basically were going to stop doing Godzilla books, and they finally said, okay, well, you know, where the Legend series came out, they were like, yeah. okay, you guys can do an issue each. It's like, all right, great, thanks. Life dream, you know, fulfilled. I wrote a Godzilla comic. Um, and then we're going to end the, the run. We just weren't going to do Godzilla books anymore. So they're like, all right, Whoa, really? finally you guys can, you know, we'll let you guys do this series. And it's like, oh, cool, thanks. So it was originally going to be Matt and I doing a different an issue here, and then I do an issue sort of like, kind of like Legends in a way. But then I, I don't really remember, like, how it started, but somehow, like, both of us were like, okay, let's work on just a new series. Let's, like throw everything we can at this and so we kind of came up with uh, some overall like character stuff just some things that we wanted to see happen and I had a bunch of ideas that from a couple pitches I wrote when we first approached Toho to get the license mm-hmm. I gave them a couple pitches probably about six or seven pitches just with different story stuff you know mm-hmm. here's a different thing to do here's a different thing and a lot of those like we've been able to incorporate into rulers and that's kind of like how we both got started like mm-hmm. at least on this now, as you said, you just mentioned that a 
it sounded like IDW was going to end, end it soon after. So I take it the, the first couple of series, the sales weren't exactly setting the world on fire. They were. They did good. I mean, our VP of marketing and I, uh, our VP of marketing, Dirk Wood, got a name drop him. Him and I, um, we were out having drinks one night, and I told him, I said, you know, I've always wanted to own a comic company, and I always want to get the Godzilla license. Here's an idea I've had to see, you know, like how to get people to buy the book, and that was like the big foot stomping promotion yeah. that we did for Kingdom. Um, so he went with it, and he made it all happen. And that was like our biggest selling title at IDW until Milo Pony came along. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so wow. it's like sales were good. I just, I don't know if the fans just didn't support the books after that or what, or there was no movie or any other like vehicle to help push well, them along. Well, I mean, you guys were in a weird space. You guys were coming out right before Pacific Rim. Right. And then the world knew that the legendary film was coming. I think that Gareth Edwards had been announced at the time. It was time. 2012 when it was originally supposed to come out. Yes, yeah. Because uh, yeah. yeah. the yeah. got the license in 10, but they yeah. didn't move on it. So, yeah, you guys were like in a weird, like, there's a weird timing when you guys started the series. Like, you're just a little too far ahead of the, the, the hype train that Legend right. will be, be building up for it. So, it, was that, do you think that was maybe part of the, the, the problem? Um, I think, like, we had a plan in place for when the movie comes out, mm. how many series we would have, here's how many trades we would have, just to sort of, you know, let's really, like, ride this thing while we can. Yeah. And then when that went away, I think it was also a combo of, you know, a lot of fans were very vocally not supporting the books. Um, it wasn't what they thought that they would be. Uh, there was no movie to back it up. There was no merchandise or anything yeah. at the time, you know, that it, save for some Monster Arts toys and occasional Bandai thing, you know, or Voltex or something. And, and then once the movie came out, finally it was sort of... You get, you know, Entertainment Earth has their exclusives. Diamonds doing exclusives now. And there was stuff coming out. And it worked to happen to coincide with the 60th anniversary too. Yep. So everyone was just jumping yeah. on the bandwagon. Yeah. So, and I, not to the detriment of the other two issues, but I mean, you guys started off with uh, um, Eric Powell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Eric Powell, Tracy Marshall. And it seemed like he had uh, an approach he wanted to do, which was a little more tongue in cheek, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I think a lot of the fans had, had taken umbrage with. Because once the second series came around, it kind of corrected some of the, the, the little bit of the goofiness he injected into it. And I think that's where people started coming around because I know, at least with people I, I talked with, like Gangsters and Glies was the first book. You're like, okay, now they got it. Right. This is what we kind of want. And then when you guys came around with Rulers of Earth, you guys brought in, you guys mixed the best elements of the Showa series and the, the Heisei series. And pretty much that's universally what everyone's like just been asking for mm -hmm. and and you know then you have then you put out stuff like um, half century war which was brilliant um you guys did the the legend series which was which was damn good and so now you're coming to an end with um, with uh, with rulers of earth you guys just announced Godzilla goes to hell yeah. can, is, can, i know you can't talk much but can you give us any insight just how the hell that came together that i'm actually not really sure of okay. um it just got announced one day at work, and I was like, well, that's actually really, it's a really cool idea. Um, I'm like, well, Toe, go for it. And of course, me, because I know that stuff there, I was like, uh, you know, there was a failed project called Godzilla vs. the Devil. I'm like, you might want to run this by Toe. And they're like, oh, Toe's approved the concept already. He's like, all right, well, I guess that's done. Now, it's it's going to be fun. I mean, the stuff I've seen from it 
it's going to be like really different, a lot of fun. Now, as you mentioned, that you got to go through Toho. A lot of people aren't aware of what the kind of hoops you guys have to jump through. Yes, I was telling a friend earlier when you license Toho, is just they're on you. Yeah, they, are. They, they were notorious. If you follow any, especially the comics in the past, like when Dark yeah. Horse had to go yeah. through Marvel, I mean, I'm still shocked to this day they let Marvel do what Marvel did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, with you guys, I mean, what can you can you kind of give just a, a hint of what you have to work around in order to provide the comics and stories that you do? Well, I went up to uh, I went up to their LA office one time and I had a meeting with them. Um, and basically said, here's some ideas I'd like to see happen if we can. And I felt it was easier to explain in person than to just write it out and have them maybe not get it. Yeah. For example, uh, the Mecha King Gatorade one. Um, I said, you know, is it possible that, you know, because part, part of our license is we can't reference anything from the movies. So we can't use origins from the movies. Um, Everything's just kind of there. Yeah, so yeah. the rule is like, we have to be as vague as possible. So in something like that, I'm like, well, how do we explain how this robot, this, you know, this cyborg is missing one head, um, but we can't reference the movie, we can't say anything like that. So it's a matter of saying, okay, well, if we did that, could we use the Ghidra from Kingdom of Monsters that's basically dormant or dying or whatever the case may be with him, and use that, maybe, like, Gaiden laughs off his head, and then they rebuild it that way, and they're like, okay, yeah, that would make sense. And then the thing I wanted to do with, like, Jet Jaguar... I wanted him to be sort of like, I mean, he's, he's so vague that he's really like a Superman character for us, yeah. um, but I wanted him to be like an alien robot because there's just, Transformers are the only other things that do size changing and mass displacement and all that stuff, and they're aliens, so I'm like, alright, he's got to be an alien. Um, and I wanted to originally call him like Project Gulliver, because mm-hmm. he's got the size changing abilities. And uh, talking with them, I said, well, what about this? Can we do that? And they're like, oh, you, know, you can't call him this name, but what are, you, what are you thinking? I said, well, I'd really like him to fly into a monster and then grow to full size and explode out of it. And they're like, wow. Um, well, that can't happen with that. I said, well, what about Orga? Because Orga's known to just regenerate and rebuild himself. And they're like... Oh, okay, yes, then that can happen. So, so, you work, so you have to work within the confines of the... It's just a matter of like knowing what our, our contract is with them yeah. and then finding a fun, creative way to sort of dance around that but still so honor what, what our contract is, mm. respect their wishes, respect the property, absolutely, mm. uh, and then be able to do something fun and original with it, too. So pretty, so pretty much, you can't reference anything that they did. You know, you're using their characters, but you have to keep the, the skill sets of the characters yes. to work with them. Which is why a lot of people complain. They're like, when are we ever going to see, you know, this style of Godzilla or this one or something? <laughs> they, and they really they improve every every style you guys use for the books too. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So what we do is we try to keep our Godzilla design down to a um, sort of a hybrid between the eras that we've seen. So we can't have like a show of Godzilla that has like a nuclear pulse. Yeah. Because he's never had that. Yeah. yeah. So like uh, the show of Mechagodzilla, for example, has to be alien in origin. Mm-hmm. So in Gangsters and Goliaths, even though it takes place like in the 60s and 70s, I think 60s or 70s, one or two. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of those two. Um, the original idea was to be a show of Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. But we had to go with the Heisei design because that's a human build. Yeah. So for the rulers one, we had some shape-shifting aliens that we could use finally that were like, hey, have them build it. Yeah. And everything works. So it's all 
find those check boxes and okay. you know, fill them in. Now, I know there's a lot of people, especially with how you guys used them. Is there any is there any plan, future plans for Jet Jaguar? Because I think you guys kind of got the best use out of him. The fact that he's kind of like, as you said, he's kind of like. Are we using him in the book? Well, no. Do you, are there any future plans? Um, not that I know. Not that you know. It's possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything's possible. I haven't seen the full roster for Godzilla and Hell yet, but mm. I mean, I know that from rulers, a lot of people have told us and have told IDW that, you know, they remade them Jet Jaguar fans for the game. Is there, would there, now with Toho, like, do you, would you know if, like, they would ever allow any of their characters in side for, like, a one-off book if they didn't have Godzilla? Possibly, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think they'd have a problem with it at all. Like, I, when we first selected some of the monsters, I was thinking... Yeah, of like a Mothra miniseries. And I was like, oh, Mothra would be cool fighting Kamunga, you know, a giant spider, or, you know, Kamakras, or giant, you know, a mantis. Yeah. So it's sort of like all these giant bugs fighting each other could be kind of cool. So there has been thought for that. Oh, I was going to ask, inside, for those who are listening to lovely sounds, there's a cosplay scene happening in front of us right now. We're actually sitting at the booth. We're sitting at the booth of IDW, so if you hear some yelling, we apologize. It's like an impromptu cosplay thing. It's pretty good. I'm suddenly very ashamed that we're, like, blocking your area. Like, I just overheard part of that, and I feel like... Oh, no, it's okay. This thing, this thing, it's, it's fairly directional. So. Okay. No. Are you doing a podcast right now? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I'll no, it's okay. I'm so sorry. See, there's plenty of like friendly, sweet Absolutely. nerds at the uh, at conventions. Absolutely. Um, but I wanted to know inside of your cover when you guys open up the cover of the Godzilla in the lower inside cover, the lower left hand corner. I lost my point of direction there. There are little logos that yes. also tell you what the characters are, what kaiju's you should be expecting. It's almost like a mini spoiler, but for those like my friends who are just delving into it, that helps them a lot. It's a guide for oh, them wow. to know which monsters are there. Is that something that you guys came up with, or Toho was like, you guys have to do this? That is, um, it's, as you know, if anyone has ever bought anything that's really related, <laughs> like those are the basic trademark icons. Yes, so those are the to. trademark icons. Yes. And, um, so to put those on there, like it's part of that legal block of like here's copyright notice, here's here's this or that. Uh, I really wanted all that to be on the back, inside back cover of the book, like when we first started. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking where it would be. It just kind of spoils things when people show yes. up and do things. Um, but we couldn't do that, so it's a little bummed, but that's actually, I'm really happy to hear that that helps people, at least. But. It does. I have friends who added Wikipedia the characters, so when they read it, they didn't feel lost. Okay. But for some of us, it's a spoiler yeah. for those who are more into... I mean, have you seen, have you, have you noticed, like, amount of people who have no idea who half the characters you're using are? There like are the a little, stuff? yeah, there are a few people like that, and, and with the, uh... One of the big ones is probably the Gargantuas. But then everyone, once you explain like what that movie was, like, oh, I've seen that. Like, yeah. Everybody's probably seen that. Like, yeah, they used so to show it on TV all the time. It's like the best non-Toho Godzilla. Yeah, it's just but Godzilla's never, he's not in it, so nobody knows that it's the same studio and, and everything else. It's a, it's a bold get, by the way. You guys got the Gargantuas, which I, I was I was pleasantly surprised to see those guys. Though, so. I wanted to make sure that we got those. I wanted to have Gargantuas and Godzilla fight just to be able to say that we did it kept the size difference too which was nice too yeah that was, was a nice touch now let's talk about Chris Mowry for a second <laughs> let's, let's delve into, into his role first off your first Godzilla movie 
Um, you know, I don't really know off the top of my head. I can't really remember. I'm almost positive, though, that it's Godzilla vs. Gaiden. Because I remember Angus was in it. I remember, like, it was either Godzilla vs. Gaiden or Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Mm -hmm. One of those two. Because I remember, I remember Blood, mm -hmm. and I remember... Anger is just roaring. Okay. So, but then later on, I do I do remember Godzilla vs. Gigan very well because I used to talk like Anger did. <laughs> I just you know like yeah okay all the time. So with with, with the record scratch that's yes. going on in the background too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So going to that favorite Godzilla movie, and then after that favorite non Godzilla movie it can be either Toho or anything outside. Of okay. Uh, favorite Godzilla movie is hands down Destroy All Monsters. It's just to me, it's it's. This sounds really lame to say, but it's fast. Like you just throw it on and just watch it, and it's done. Um, not a lot of you know. You don't have to waste a whole afternoon. If you it's don't a brisk eighty-four minutes. To yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but but it's got tons of monsters. It's got a fun little sci-fi thing. It just it's kind of what that era. You know, that's why I like that era so much, and that's a big reason why. Um, favorite non-Toho monster movie is easily King Kong. Okay. The original one, right? The original one. King Kong has like a very uh, very large spot in my heart. Yep. Just there, there's a uh, there's a certain magic. No one's really managed to recapture that film. And it was weird, like I really like the Peter Jackson remake, mm -hmm. you know, for yeah. sure. And uh like really like that one, but mostly because I thought that they were able to do a lot more of what the S, the core of, of Kong is for me. It's great, it's great adventure, it's everything else, but there is like a very tragic love story, mm -hmm. and I thought they were able to actually capture that a lot better mm -hmm. in the in the Peter Jackson one. But obviously, just you know, I, I, well, decades what, apart of, of filming. Yeah. Know, well, what I love about but, but the Jackson one was just yeah, they, they, they Jackson got to scratch his itch. Mm -hmm. You got to really expand upon things, but then there was like a lot of stuff. It's like, okay, you went, I think, about a good 25 minutes on the editing board, a little more, would have made yeah. that movie perfect. Yeah. So, and the, the three hour plus cut that was out there with the, the rap scene and stuff, uh -huh. awesome, but yeah, just it's like the pacing does, it doesn't help with the pace. Right. So. Right. So once again, Jessica's not on another Kaiju Kingdom podcast where she has to split to go to another panel that she's moderating. We did this at Stanley's Kamikaze, but rest assured, Chris Squared is going to carry this one on even, even probably even better than if I was here. But I did, I mean, at least I want to say thank you so much, Chris. And we hope to do another thank interview. You. Where it's not at a convention yeah. and Jessica does not have panels scheduled back to back because I feel so rude. But come down to the new IDW offices. Yes, and we will talk about that. Well, off podcast there you go. in a little bit. But Christine's gonna Christine's gonna continue for us. Thank you so much. You're very Chris. welcome. Thank you so thank much for having you. me. But good luck on your panel. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just wanna make sure everything goes well. It will. She got a lot of prep. Jessica gets uh, yanked for four this Sunday. Thank you. You Chris Sandy? No. Chris Mallory. What? Chris Mallory. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just... <laughs> I usually, it's usually a black one. It's a black ball cap. I'm trying to mix it up, though. So on this side of over here, how's WonderCon been for you? Oh, it's been good. I just came up today for uh, signing and kind of helping out the booth a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it does help that you know, you're only about an hour away, too. So. 
it took like almost two and a half hours to get here. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what what they were doing on the five, but yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's why I took the fifteen down later. Oh, you know, I live in Orange County. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, all right. I kind of lost my train. <laughs> we're talking. Okay. So, okay, let's go from. Okay, so your favorite uh, non Godzilla movie is King Kong. Yep. Favorite Godzilla movie is Destroy All Monsters. Yep. Who's your favorite monster? Outside of Godzilla. Everyone always yeah. says Godzilla. Second, that's what I always say. I'm like, yeah. who's your second favorite monster? Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's like when the people ask the Star Wars thing. Who's the favorite? It's like, no, no, no. We know the original. Yeah. What's your other one? Right. The uh, second favorite good guy, mm-hmm. uh, probably Angus. Good, just, good choice. Just like that guy. He's just really cool. Um, favorite villain, though. Man, it's a, it's a toss-up. Like, I love King Ghidorah. I love... I, I really love Mechagodzilla. Like, all... All in you know, iterations of them, um, but I also have like a really, as witnessed by the Legends issue, like I have a soft spot for Hedorah too. Just, just so <laughs> incredibly goofy. But. Okay, and on that note, least favorite film. Least favorite film, probably. Wow. Final Wars. Really? You know, yeah. I had a feeling you're going to say that. A lot. Yeah. I get that from a lot of people. Final Wars is the one that I really, really struggle through. It's very polarizing to a lot of people. Yeah, even like Godzilla Raids Again is... I can watch that because I know that, you know, Godzilla's showing up and it's not going to be just this crazy, like, rock video type thing. (laughs) I know that there's no mutants in there and, and all that, so... Yeah, which, you know, I'm one of the, like, five people that actually love that film and defend it, so... It's every time I'm just like, yeah, well, you know, it's just so over the place. I'm like, yeah, but you know, they're just trying to be action. It's like, so don't Matrix are about the <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm the apologist for it. But uh, not shocking, you would say final. It just, hopes were so high. And then, yeah. You know. And now I got to ask, because the news just came out, because we haven't had a chance to talk about it on our normal podcast yet. What do you think of the news of Hideki Anno taking over the reins? Again, um... I'm excited. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Very stoked. Glad that there's another movie coming out. Uh, the world needs more Godzilla movies all the time. Cautiously optimistic. Though. Um, the Warner Brothers one, not so much. That one is like, okay, cool. Yeah, that'll you know be good. That'll be fun. That'll yeah. be good. Um, and it's not even like a because it's Hollywood versus Toho thing. It's just, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't. I think the last time that Toho kind of seemed to want to like keep up with the Joneses it just you know you like it I mean but I was just I was like you know that's a little too much influence from stuff that you shouldn't be well I think part of it was because Kitamura wasn't he even says I'm not a Japanese filmmaker I'm an American filmmaker who was having born in Japan that that's you know he grew up on that stuff he didn't grow up on you know traditional Japanese films so Mm -hmm. uh but you know I know a lot of people are like well you know is he was he gonna make just like some like super deep stuff that you can't really you know figure out like Evangelion was right. like you know if you watch Cutie Honey his, the live action Cutie Honey he gets that stuff so and that's why I keep telling people it's like just go watch that movie you'll understand when he's adapting something uh-huh. and plus you got Shinji Iguchi who did the camera effects right the three so I'll, I'll, at least it's going to be that but it's a matter of uh, if they're going to go CG or not so Iguchi went CG for the upcoming Attack of Titan film mm-hmm. so I mean Traditional or what or whatnot, that, that's still the, the thing you're right see. So I think they'll be, I think they'll do the suitmation, I guess. You know, I think they'll do that. 
but who knows? I mean, I would I would actually welcome a Japanese CG Godzilla movie just to see what it would be like. You know, just my wife at this point. Yeah, it has been done. Yeah, not. I mean, there's purists. I don't want to see it. You know, I don't want to see them rely on that, and fall back on that forever. Now, yeah, um, it's a great it's a great craft that they created. They should stick with it. But I would be interested to see how that would look. You know. Now, uh, question. Anything outside with, with your contract with Toho, does that prevent you guys from getting any any other Japanese properties? Say, like, uh, it, within the realms of, of like the Tokusaku uh, genres. We couldn't do a crossover with Gamera or Ultraman or anything like that, but I don't yeah. think... I don't think that they would care if we did that. I mean, Dark Horse had Gamera and Godzilla and Ultraman, you know, back in so, the day. But. So they would, you, they would, you think that you could actually license and everything as long as they didn't yeah. meet? Yeah, they absolutely cannot meet. We can do, we yeah. can do no crossovers. I mean, For everybody I mean, well, listening, we can do no crossovers. <laughs> Considering the fact that you guys, IDW is a very licensed company. Yeah. We've had plans to, like, we've wanted to use Godzilla as far as a, like, big event book. Yeah. Where it's sort of like he crosses over all the other books and everything, but just we can't for our contract, so it's never going to happen. Okay, last thing before we wrap this up. You guys introduced the Trillipods. Yes. So, uh, for purely selfish reasons. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you get into those? Um, we wanted to just leave our mark with, like, an original monster. Mm-hmm. Because um, this is also before we were going to go to 25 issues. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we had talked about trying to do like an original monster. And then when it came down to like 25, it was like, ooh, maybe we can work this in somehow and have this be the big bad and like all this stuff. And then the other thing was the, uh, we wanted to be able to kill the monsters. Mm-hmm. Just not so much that we're like, oh, I hate Rodan, let's kill Rodan. Yeah. But just like to kind of raise the stakes a bit. Add some weight. And not make it so like, okay, everyone's going to fight and everyone's going to leave. Yeah. Okay. I've been seeing this all the time. Mm. So with the trilopods, the, we created them to where there's two stages. There's an alpha and a beta. The alpha, it's like a little larval sort of thing that just sucks DNA out of a monster, climbs onto the back of the beta, fuses that DNA into that, that, into that beta, and then both those creatures are used to morph into a hybrid of whatever that, that host creature was. So, with that, now we can have hybrid Rodan, we can have hybrid blah, 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 and we can kill hybrid Rodan because he's not Rodan. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah. But with that being said, I mean, it sounds like nobody's in danger or anything like that. There are monsters that will, you know, if anything ever continued after this, which I don't know if it will, they, like... It would be hard-pressed to figure out a way for that monster to come back. Well, but does that leave it open for, say... Gigan, for example. Yeah. Always is able to kind of, like, just yeah. get recreated, reformatted. So That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. So it works. But, but if like, you, you kill Anguilus, it's like, how are you going to bring him back? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. If you break Anguilus' legs or crack yeah. his shell open yeah. or Anguilus' leg, like, how is that going to... How are we going to work that? You know? yeah, exactly. So, but does that leave, uh, does that leave open, say, uh, uh, you know, down the line, you guys continue with the license? Another, you know, writer comes in. It's like, hey, I want to make my own monster. Is that does that allow? I mean, obviously, you gotta get approval from Toho, right? I think it so, does. Um, but we kind of went with them because we we're getting so far in the series. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, we want to do something new, like Godzilla. That series, the Straczynski series, that used, you know, Monster X. That used, yeah. you know, Kaiser Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. And we were sort of like. We don't want to just bring those guys back and have to explain how they did. And, you know, a lot of the times we'll bring monsters in just because 
it's kind of like I, I want to see Matt or Jeff draw, you know. <laughs> and so Space Godzilla, for example, is like that. But we brought him in. It was like, okay, yeah, these two are powerful monsters, you know. Godzilla and Space Godzilla can definitely like duke it out, um, and they did. Mm-hmm. However, Space Godzilla, if you've read the most recent issue. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to kind of team up to get out of this. They're both like in the in the frying pan together. But Space Godzilla, when he's ready to just lay it down on Godzilla, realizes that there's something, there's a bigger threat than him. So that's what he just bolts and shows what I feel like are his true colors. Where it's like, yeah, he's he looks awesome, he's cool and everything else, but he's still just he's not even he's not he looks like Godzilla, but he's yeah. not Godzilla. And that's the thing I love about what you guys did with Rules of Earth. You did team-ups that would never have been done before. Pretty much, he kind of wrote, like, I don't want to I don't want to kind of degrade it like that, but it was like almost like the ultimate fan fiction. It's thing. total, it's total, yeah. I'm a fan, that's mm-hmm. fan fiction. It, yeah. it absolutely is. Um, you know, I think, like, my, like, my writing, it's not Watchmen or Mouse or anything mm-hmm. like that by any means. It's like, this is just purely for fans to, you know, enjoy, and and it's stuff that I've wanted to see, it's stuff Matt and Jeff have wanted to see. So, in doing those, it is approached with like a fan fiction thing, but it's also approached with a very professional sort of, hey, I want to hit beats and I want to make things work and progress for issues down the road and have some subplots and lay some, you know, sprinkle some seeds here and there for later on. And to me, there's a thought behind it of like, yeah, it's fan fiction, but it is absolutely a, a comic book that it's a business too. Yeah, but I think well, I think a comic would when I say fan fiction, it's like this isn't something you just throw on your home computer and throw up on a you know a right, site. right, right. This is like I to sent, some people, yeah, this is a whole continuity for them. I sent so. a paragraph pitch into my editor. Mm-hmm. We sent it then to Toho. Yeah, they go, yeah, we like it, or like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, okay, and then we expand that out a little bit into like a more of a like a three act breakdown with like three paragraphs each. That gets like tweaked a little bit more. Um, then yeah, then we write the script and that gets sent into Toho. So formatting a script is actually it's 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 easy to do for some people, but for this, you know, the monsters can't talk. Yeah. I absolutely like I, I, if I could just have monsters in the whole book, that'd be great. But then it's like, okay, well, it's just fights or this is happening. And you can't really explain stuff. I mean, I've, I've, from the get go, we tried to not do what other people had done, and I think the reason why Half Century War, Half Century War works so well. Besides the fact, it's, just, it's an awesome story. Stoko's artwork is just mind-blowing. Um, but it's easy to follow what that's about because there's a lot of like self-narration mm-hmm. with the characters. Similar, very similar to like Frank Miller's style of things. Yeah. And we made that decision with rulers just to have like sort of like everything's live as it's happening. So the characters say stuff in, in conversation that we could just have you know someone else just say in a, in a caption and it may, it may sound like I'm like slamming that and it's not at all it's just it's a different style of telling a story and and, I mean, and, and it's guys, the one we chose for this and I think sometimes it's actually hurt the book mm-hmm. but sometimes it's helped too so. yeah I mean because you guys do give like the, the narrator voice to some of the monsters of this yeah. and then their beauty is you just let the panels play out too mm-hmm. it's just artwork and sound effects yep. and that's, it, that's sometimes you're Whole like like four or five six pages long of stuff. We just want to make it fun, really, you know. And you guys have done a fantastic job. At Thank it, you so. very much. I so, really appreciate uh, that. It's going to be sad to see it go, but we do look I, forward to the next thing. I, along. I need the break for you sure. Need the break. So. Now, you get you ever think you you know come back to do another one? 
We've talked about things. Um, I think that this is going to end what is known as like the IDW universe. So if there ever was another larger, like our 12-issue book or an ongoing book that doesn't go past five issues or get canned or whatever, um, then it'll be a completely new take on things. So we wanted to kind of take things that people wanted to explain in Kingdom and didn't maybe understand in Godzilla. And, or actually, there's a lot of really cool concepts in Godzilla that we, that we wanted to pull from, you know, as far as like... That did a really good job of establishing the monsters in the world. So we're like, yeah, that's definitely what we want to keep going. Um, so I don't think anybody would really take any of our stuff into consideration for what they did next. Uh, but we've talked about maybe an annual or something like that. Like, I have this goofy, like, Mina Saves Christmas idea I really, <laughs> want, I really want to pitch. But... We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, so sounds like sounds like ID, Godzilla ID is going to continue. Yes, and uh, it's going to be a, uh, as long as people keep buying the books. There, we're going to we'll keep we'll keep re- the re- reinstate that for the people. As long as people keep buying the Godzilla books, mm-hmm. we will keep making them. Awesome. So that you heard it. Go out, buy them, buy the multiple covers. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> but uh, it also sounds like you guys are going to stick with the limited series format for, for a while. Now. I think that might be it. Um, do you find that those sales wise those tend to sell better? You know, I don't really understand the sales side of things sometimes because every now and then you hear like, oh, you know, number one sell more than everything else. That yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do yeah, that's like that makes sense. But I don't believe that you need to have a mini series, mm-hmm. like five issues, and then you have a new series, like one, you know, then that single issue sells. It's like I think if you have a book and you just get behind it and you put the right people on it, I think you know, I, I always look at our book as you know, because people, I read online, people like sales numbers and stuff. I've never looked at sales numbers other than just to go, okay, well, that's interesting how it goes. Like, Godzilla is not the worst-selling book. Like, Rulers, especially, is not the worst-selling book in IDW. And it's by far not the greatest. It's just, there's a small community of Godzilla fans that read comics who buy the comics. And that's pretty much what it boils down to. So, it's like, if you like it, if you think someone else will like it, get somebody to, you know, please go buy it. You know, that helps. Pre-orders are huge for any comic. Like, yeah. you've got to pre-order books. That only helps series out. Um, but the uh, the um, thing with, like, sales and if we continue in, like, miniseries and everything else, I think it just, it kind of gets confusing after a while. So, you think- so, the, so the format that we're going with, there's a lot of our books that we've actually pulled back on. I think it's just a matter of... Business-wise, we don't want two Godzilla books out at the same time. Okay. That yeah. makes perfect sense. But if they can be supported, like the you know it is with Transformers and things yeah. like that, then yeah, we'll do it. You know, My Little Pony Transformers, those support like multi-title books. Oh yeah. Yeah, but those those I mean those have a super hardcore fan base. Yeah, too. Godzilla. It's like if there's X amount of people only buying one book, mm-hmm. we're not sure if we can rely on X amount of people buying the rest of the books. You yeah. Know? So. But uh, you know, I almost forgot this one for real. You, I mean, you guys have had a, a, a wide swath of writers and artists come in so far. Uh, have you actually had people come in and actually pitch for you, like, uh, like, like actual other like people who you wouldn't even think would be a Godzilla fan? Oh yeah, really, absolutely. Can you name drop someone? I think um, I don't know. I mean, that's probably more of a question for Bobby Kerno, the editor. Um, but I want to say, I want to say Cataclysm, Colin Bunn's book. I think that was something like that Jeff Zorno heard that we were doing Godzilla books you know and he was instantly like on the email I was on the phone probably (laughs) called Chris too I don't know um, to Chris Ryle our editor in chief you know and said dude you guys are doing Godzilla 
So we've had people approach us about it. Nice. I think John Lehman with Gangsters of Goliaths. I think I don't think we've actually ever sought out anybody to work on that. You, I think they, everybody they is. Yeah, and it's something that when we got it, I was like, you know. And that's and I, that's what I gotta say about the beauty about you guys, about especially IDW handling it. It's like you guys have been the most open with it. Obviously, because you guys have, you managed to get the other characters. That does help a lot. Uh-huh. But you guys have also been willing to kind of nurture and let you know let it be its own thing. Right. And let other people come in and play in the, in the playground if you want. So. All right. Well, so you're not so protective. Over no, it, no, yeah, you're but, not. Yeah. No. And you know, so far, you, you know, nothing against the Dark Horse book or the Marvel book, but in many ways, you guys have blown those out of the water. So I actually have, uh, if I'm pronouncing his name right, Doug Mensch. Like, mm-hmm. I owe a lot to him. And I was like, man, <laughs> writing ours, like we have a continuing story. But I was like, oh my god, do the Marvel stuff. Like, how every issue is just it's packed with dialogue. It's you know, it's just. I look at them like, wow, that's that's amazing. And they're completely insane, too. And they're great, yeah. They are. Oh, they're the different licensing time for Toho. You know, they're a lot more open with things. But, yeah, it was, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a good feeling to know that we're, I mean, until someone comes along, that's a good thing about records. They're always meant to be broken. So I look forward to somebody breaking this record. Um, but, yeah, it, it feels good to be able to say that two guys, you know, three, I mean, we always, Jeff's just as much of an important part of this as anybody else, so the three of us, and Priscilla Tremontano, our colorist, Sean Lee, our letter, Ron Patterson did the first two, yeah, it's just like, there's so many people to thank, I just, you you like us, you really like us, Um, it's, uh, it's really something to think, like, this was sort of, in many ways, uh, okay, finally, you guys can do your own thing, but we're not doing them anymore, so now's your chance to do something, and we've, been able to do this with it, you know. Not only that, but you guys went further than you ever expected. To. Exactly. You know, we've got fans to thank. We've got you know journalists like yourself to thank. Journal fans, I guess you can, <laughs> you can hybridize those two. Um, yeah, it's been. I always say I, I try to not speak in like cliches and stuff like that, even though it's unavoidable. But it really is like a dream come true. And just even to be able to get paid to work on Godzilla stuff, like I'm the creative consultant. Like I said, just. It's an unpaid position, but it's like I'm. I get that's my job. I get to work on Godzilla stuff, and then at least get a paycheck from IDW for something. Um, but then to be able to be creative in that universe, and then have people say stuff like, "Man, you guys made Jet Jaguar cool again," or "Man, we really like the Cryon. They're really fun. Like, they're really really fun. Like new aliens and stuff. Like, they're just shape shifting aliens. We've seen those before, but you know, it just just stuff like that. Like, there's been a lot of really meeting so many people too has been just like rewarding for me um, this has easily been like the, the, one of the, one of the greatest things I've ever been involved in and it's like personally rewarding it's professionally rewarding and uh, yeah I mean it's leaving a mark like that like you, longest you li- longest running series ever yeah. you literally left yes. your footprint in, in, yeah. the, in the annuals of, uh, of God's Law so yep. congratulations on that show. thank you very much alright well you know we're going to wrap it up now uh, got to have you back on one day when we don't have a yeah, 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 yeah. We'll probably uh, do it after the wrap. Oh, definitely. After the issues, and we can... Uh, yes, I would love to get come back and get, like, a whole... Like, field questions. Whole to, have, to have the hate mail come in, let people Oh, no, no, no. I don't think people are going to like 23, though. You don't think so? No. 23 is... Uh, it's deep. It's a, It was a very tough issue for me to write. I uh, Like, past four months, I've been going through, like, some personal stuff. Um, it's really tough to finish it, but there's a lot of... There is actually, that probably doesn't seem like, but there was a lot of emotion I put into that one. But it is pivotal to getting us to at least the last two issues where we need to be and not have loose threads hanging and stuff like that. 
but uh, yeah, there are some. There's some big stuff. To, there's some big things to come. All right, people what? will die. Oh wow. oh wow! Not who you're expecting. Either. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to that. Is issue 23 is out and by the by time we're probably by the end of this month. Um, and then the series wraps up in May? June. June. Issue right. 25, a double-sized issue, 40 pages. Out in June. Definitely. Okay, we got to get you back on right yeah. at that time, too. We can do a nice wrap-up of the series. That'd so. be great. Well, thanks again, Chris, for coming on. We, no it's problem. Been, been a year in the making. So yeah, right? I literally <laughs> asked you this time last year. Yeah, like, I think we were one booth over, actually. Yeah, every it's now. like, I come up, like, you want to come on? And, you know, <laughs> and you, you, were, you were very gracious to sign a few books for us. Those people loved them, and they finally got them after I... Thank you, I, thank I, you. I, you know, it took me forever to send them out, so... My pleasure, again. It's just like, you know, I have to pinch myself often that this is, like, reality, but... It's a very cool thing to be a part of, and I'm really happy that the you know, fandom has accepted us for, for what we've been trying to do. All right, well, thank you so much. And, thank uh, you. It's going to be it for, for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Uh, we'll have all the wrap up, all the post thing wrap up, so listen for that. <laughs> and there you go, people. That's uh, That was the great Chris Maury once again. I uh, want to thank him for setting down and uh, giving us a little bit of his time. Uh, again, we will have him back on um, and a much, you know, cleaner sounding show in the near future in that in that time uh we will i think we will have one more episode i had originally planned to put another interview i had done for this episode but uh I, the the interview ran much longer than i i originally remembered so i might release that as a separate smaller podcast it'll be just like a miniature like kind of you know 2.0 kind of uh, uh version you know uh, for better or worse terms. But that one will be coming as a, a nice little bonus uh, episode this month, hopefully. So until next time, you can check out more of our sh- uh, of our work at uh, panzercrush.com, where you're probably downloading this. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. You could check out more of Jessica's work at girlandgeek.com. You could find her on Facebook at Jessica Sang. Please inbox her before you go and make a friend request. That's the only thing she asks. Uh, you can find more of my work over at therealmcast.com where I host several other website, uh, websites, where I host several other podcasts, uh, including The Rundown, The Flash, and Take Two. You can also check out our other podcast, uh, The Rundown Arrow, where we recap uh, the weekly exploits of Oliver Queen and his uh, buddies. Uh, the Walking Dead, uh, we have a Legend of Korra podcast. If you're feeling nostalgic and going back uh, to listen to that, I'm on that one. And uh, we also have the Comics Unchained podcast. So it's my buddy Sergio Sanchez and his uh, sidekick with Kraken Indiana. And we just launched the rundown Daredevil. If you guys are super into the uh, Netflix Daredevil show, you can go listen to that. All that can be found over at therealmcast.com or on iTunes and Stitcher. All right, until next time. This is Chris for Jessica. I just want to say thanks for listening. See you later.